We're going to pretend like there were no issues just then, and we're going to continue. So, again, I'm joined with, by Fuchsia Rascal, um, also known as Fuchsia, also known as Lunar Libraries. Isn't that right? Lunar Library or li- li- Libraries? Lunar Libraries, because Lunar Library was taken everywhere. Oh, my so. gosh. Alexion was taken on Twitter, and I was really mad about it. Um, so, yeah, I like to think of myself as a big depository of information. So multiple libraries. Uh, she does not stream anymore, but I'll give you a shout out anyway, again, just because. I will one day. One day. She's on an indefinite hiatus. So one day, one day. One day. Um, <laughs> I see no magazines here. So, uh, today we're going to be talking about Fuchsia's personal, um, journey with mental health and mental illness. Um, Lumpy said it's more like a chaos. It's like a chaos caper stream. That's our D and D campaign. And I watched literally a little bit week. of y'all. I watched a little bit of y'all. I played, literally every week we have a different tech issue. I played every week. A, a, a baby version of D and D the other day, and it was mm-hmm. so fun. I want to play D and D so bad now. <laughs> okay, it's fun. <laughs> so let's start. Uh, as you can see, my hair is different. Also, thank you guys for the compliments on my hair. That's really sweet. Um, because I'm not super confident with it yet. Um, so yeah, as I said, today we're going to be talking about Fuchsia's personal journey with mental illness. So we're going to go through all these questions and at the very end, we're going to open up to, um, any questions, um, that you may have. Um, and if you have any questions, um, specifically post them in chat and we can go through them. Um, so we're going to go ahead and start into, uh, dive right into it, start into it. You know, you know what I mean? Um, (laughs) so Fuchsia. Mm-hmm. Um, when did you first start noticing symptoms of your mental illness? Like, what are the earliest memories that you can kind of pinpoint and be like, yeah, that, that might have been, you know, a little bit of a giveaway? Um, so I've exhibited signs of, so, um, I have bipolar disorder and other things, um, but mostly I've exhibited signs of bipolar disorder pretty much my entire life, but it was always written off as, I was a moody child. I could go from zero to a hundred in no time flat. Um, and it wasn't um, until much later that I was like, that's not normal. But yeah, um, pretty much like my entire life. That's also, I, I definitely relate to that a little bit. I'm also <laughs> bipolar. Um, and it's interesting. It's so interesting because I feel like it's so different in everybody. When I... Um, when I first started kind of showing symptoms of mental illness, like I was a really good kid. I never got in trouble. I was quiet. I was like well-behaved, mild-mannered. And then I reached about 12 or 13 and then like, bam, it was like a different person. I was like picking fights with people. Like I was like just doing everything that you could possibly do. I still wasn't really like getting in trouble in the normal sense. Like I wasn't like going out and sneaking out and doing stuff like that. But like I was just wild like (laughs) I just picked fights with everybody and stuff I feel like a lot of people with bipolar disorder get written off as like moody kids when they're kids or teenagers in those early stages and it's it sucks because you could prevent so much damage by seeing that behavior early on and being like all right let's take you to treatment right away you know what I mean yeah like a lot of like I like you I didn't get in trouble like but I would just I would be fine and then something would set me off and it would be like suddenly everything is on fire <laughs> and um, literally me or... to a t i'm fine yeah. one second and i build up and build up and build up and then suddenly it's just like oh my god who is this child <laughs> yeah and then um when i got into high school or maybe like late middle school i did this thing where uh, my friend would call it going possum where i would just like go blank like if something upset me because I didn't want to get mad I would go blank and I would just sit there like and not even register anything happening um like I would just blank out like just dissociate uh, yeah yeah completely and uh so so that was that was a fun little change I experienced a little bit in in middle school too, just like zoning out. I was very daydreaming because you mentioned that you had ADHD as well too. Um, I have ADHD. We're very similar. I have anxiety, bipolar disorder, and ADHD as well. So I can relate to you on a lot of this stuff. Um, So I can, I kind of hate when people are like, oh, I I know, like I know what you're feeling because like you can never really fully understand what someone is feeling, but I can definitely relate to you in a lot of ways because we have this sort of some of the same struggles. 
and I feel like yeah, with you my other experiences. Yes, and so I feel like with my ADHD, um, I just would dissociate in class. Like I would just stare at the wall. I was such a daydreamy kid. I was just out of it twenty four seven, which is probably the reason that I was a pretty good kid up until middle school when I started picking fist fights every second that I could. <laughs> Which is such a crazy thing. Like, I just went from this mild-mannered kid to, like, trying to start fights at school. And, like, it was just, it was such a stark change. Because I feel like with mental illness, I feel like the the really clear stages that you can kind of look at and be like, this is where things started going wrong is usually, like, 12 to 13. Can you relate to that? Um. Yeah, so 12 was a rough year for me. 12 was when I was... um. I was very suicidal, tried to kill myself, and um, didn't really get any help for that um, because my family was very much in denial. So, um, so from there on out, it was just like rough going for a really, really long time. Um, Which is something that people don't so. like talking about as mental illness in children. People are very, sh- they're very quick to shy away from mental illness in kids. Like people don't really want yeah. to admit it. But, like, I, yeah. I, I can also, I can relate to that because when I was, I was bullied pretty bad as a kid. And I remember coming home being, like, 9, 10 years old and having these suicidal, like, thoughts and wanting to act on these suicidal thoughts. And, like, people don't want to talk about it. They want to pretend that kids don't experience mental illness because they're kids. And you want to have this, like, perfect, pristine image of your kids in your head um, because they've just started their life and you would hate to see them already have something to struggle with. Um uh, yeah, and and like like you're, a lot of people um, have this idea that mental illnesses are because something happened. Something exactly. Happened so they feel to guilt. To their they feel world. guilt. Like and, it's their fault. And they're like, you haven't experienced the world yet. How could you? Yeah. How could you be depressed? And I'm like, most people with manic, uh, with bipolar disorder. Sorry, when I was diagnosed, it was manic depression. But uh, with bipolar disorder. Um, they uh like they've had it their whole life it has nothing to do with what anything that they've experienced is just exactly and parents that's how our brains are i think when parents first and and this is something that i'm actually nervous about when i become a parent one day which i'm so hyped to be a mom one day i'm so excited to have kids one day but it i know how much it hurt my mom to watch me go through what she had to go through like, uh, mm-hmm. cause she had bipolar, she has bipolar disorder as well. And she watching me go through the same things that she had to go through, obviously not exactly life experiences, but with mental illness, I think it was very painful. And, but uh, I think parents that don't have experience with mental illness feel like, oh, well, if you're mentally ill, you're blaming us for this, for some sort of trauma or some sort of action, like you're acting out and you're blaming it on us. And that's sort mm-hmm. of the mindset that they have. And it's very harmful. Uh, but I think a yeah. lot of parents f- feel like that. Like if, if you say that you're uh, experiencing symptoms of a mental illness, like you're accusing them of something or accusing mm-hmm. them of causing something in you. And it, it's just parents are so quick to shy away from it, which kind of sucks because, um, and characters like you're right, people can experience, they can have hyperactivity, they can have anger man- mania, impulsive mania. I've experienced all three of those, as I'm sure everyone with bipolar I, disorder has. <laughs> I I definitely struggle with impulsive mania, like oh my all God. the time. So. <laughs> Uh, first of all, in the I past have, week, I, I have booked. Have, I spent a thousand dollars on a tattoo, and I have dyed my hair bright red. So <laughs> I, I am in my thirties and have a, actual money in my savings account for the first time in my that life. That is something to be proud of. And <laughs> so, yeah, you know, like, and this is another thing. This is one thing that bothers me a lot. Is um, and tell me if you have experience with this too. I'm going completely off track right now, but this is just something that popped into my head. Um, I feel like people are so quick to be like like reach out to me if you need anything like please be open and honest when you're depressed or when you're manic but then the moment that you're like i'm currently depressed or i'm currently manic everybody's like like no you offered help and then i come up and say that i am and you're like backing off like excuse me i i feel like especially because of like the friends that i have um who a lot of them deal with depression on their own um a lot of them are much more um equipped to be there during the depressive episodes but the manic episodes they have no idea what to do and i'm just like 
my brain is running a mile a minute and I'm just like, let me buy, well, let me buy all the tarot cards in the world. Um, but, but like, and I'm just like, like, they don't know how to deal with that because that's something that they don't associate with like, like they don't, they're not familiar with and it's yeah. not a commonly talked about part of bipolar disorder. Like, yes, the depression, like a lot of people are familiar with depression and even if they're not familiar with it, like dealing with it personally, they're, they know someone who's gone through depression, but the mania side, not, they don't know what to do with it. I think that too, when I, when like the, the idea of mania that people have in their head is so different from what it actually is. If you don't mm-hmm. know someone personally who has bipolar disorder, I remember when I was a kid, I thought mania was like, like hallucinations and like, just like absolutely off the wall, like can't function. And it is for some people, mm-hmm. but for most people with bipolar disorder, mania is impulsivity, anger, like hyperactivity, like spending all of your money, having a really short temper, driving erratically, like just like things like that. Um, But people, I feel like the idea of what mania is to them is so far off from what mania actually is. And so it gets to the point where when you say you're manic, they have this instinct like knee jerk reaction where they think you're crazy and you're like, this manic. Yeah, I I don't think like, at this like I don't know if I guess in high school I used to be like anger manic but really like one of the big ways that my mania um manifests is jealousy it's not so much anger it's just like I get really upset and really jealous about certain things and I don't like that obviously but like it's one of those things that like I've been purposely working on but it's a it's hard for me it's really hard I'm just like Oh, I personally feel like I experience that a lot when I'm depressed, like comparison. And they say comparison mm-hmm. is the thief of joy, and it really is. I will compare myself to pe- to other people, and this is why I stopped streaming. I I will compare myself to other streamers and be like, why are they growing and I'm not? Like, what what am I doing that's so wrong? Like, is it my personality and just like tearing myself apart? And and not just with streaming, but everything, grades. Oh, I didn't make. I literally cried not too long ago because I didn't make a 100 on an exam. I cried. Mm-hmm. I made a 96, and I cried about it because I didn't. I wanted to make 100, and I was really mad at myself that I didn't make a 100. And uh, so I feel like when I'm depressed, which is funny you say that because it's it just presents so differently in everybody. It's just when I'm depressed, that's when I compare myself to other people and feel jealous of other people and get this, like, envy. And it just really, like, steals all of my joy. And character select, you're right. There's a lot of information. And this is going to be really, this might be a, a hot take. This might be a hot take. You tell me if you agree with this. I think all of these posts that are like, don't say this to a depressed person, don't say that to a depressed person, encourage the idea that you should just leave your depressed friend alone and not reach out because you're so scared of what not to say. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and like, like characters like said, like they don't, they don't say how to approach it. And I feel like some of those things they're, I mean, they're blanket statements, but some of the things, if you're close to a person, you should know that some of those things are okay to say, um, depending on your relationship with them. And so, um, yeah, but also like what would be way more helpful is what to say, what, how to help. And I've seen some of those, but not like a whole lot. Um, I've encountered very few people in my lifetime that actually know how to deal with a depressed person. (laughs) Very, very few, because the first thing that people always say to me is either what happened when I say I'm depressed mm-hmm. or they Life. or they say, how can I help? Which is fine. You can ask that. That's totally, that's a totally okay thing to ask. But when I'm depressed, I don't know how you can help. I wish I knew how you could help. I would tell you to do it, but I don't know. Um, mm-hmm. But I feel like all of these conversations about don't say this to a depressed person, don't say that, it never actually talking about what to say to your depressed friend i'm like okay so basically what you're telling them is just leave their depressed friend alone to deal with it by themselves like that's not that's not a good idea like i would rather you say something that's on those lists like those lists usually say like don't ask them how they are don't ask them this like don't ask them what happened don't ask them and i'm like i would rather be asked any of those than just be left alone while i'm depressed you know what i mean yeah at least it shows that you do care Um, even if you don't 
even if you don't say something so eloquently um like showing like you care and you you want to help even if like um exactly you don't say if you don't say quite the right thing that's i feel like it's i would rather you say the wrong thing than not say anything at all As, mm-hmm. yeah but that's me personally i know a lot of people would feel differently about that but i would rather someone because i have a lot of friends that when i say i'm depressed they say what happened and i'm instantly like i don't know man i'm just depressed but i appreciate that they want to know what's going on in my life and that they're there yeah. to support me you know my um, my brain happened <laughs> like that's just it most of the time it's just my brain exactly like, it just, just woke up one day and just decided to make my life awful <laughs> me and my boyfriend have a lot of funny ways for telling each other that we're depressed and i've i've said to him before i've been like my brain is sick or like my, my brain is just being poopy today <laughs> like that's, just, say, that's all i have to say i always say that i have a goblin brain uh, <laughs> sometimes, sometimes i say i have mush brain <laughs> when i'm when i'm feeling like really like out of it <laughs> Yeah, my goblin brain is, like, when I'm feeling really, like, like I said, I have issues with jealousy and um, that I'm working on. But, like, when I'm really jealous or when my anxiety is really bad or because of ADHD, I forget a lot of stuff. So I'm just like, you know what? Let's just all encompass it. I have a goblin brain. I relate to that. If, I swear, if you knew how many reminders my Alexa has she literally like five times a day is like but don't forget to do this like it was literally all day it is non-stop because i've set reminders for everything because i always forget it um characters yep. like, no, you're totally fine i appreciate you uh contributing to the conversation um because i think that you're bringing up some really good points that i hadn't thought of previously so please continue on you're doing just fine um yeah when they say, when they try to tell you how to fix it that um, bothers me that makes me like, mad telling rather than like would this fix it would this help like stuff like that like framing it like how you frame it matters and um instead of just like oh just do this yeah like that that doesn't help that's (laughs) what i'll be like i'm I'm anxious about this and they're like okay we'll stop being anxious about it or like okay we'll we'll do the thing that you're anxious about and just forget about it and i'm like that's not, that does not help me. <laughs> and also, like, and my poor grandma, she, I'm sorry, I don't mean to interrupt you. This just always makes me laugh. Um, she does this to me and my mom. We'll be out to lunch, and we're clearly very depressed. <laughs> like, we're sitting there sulking, like, bags under our eyes. We both have insomnia, so we're not sleeping. And we're just sitting there, like, completely quiet. And she goes, well, why are you so upset? And she goes, I hope you get to feeling better. Every single time she goes, well, I hope you get to feeling better. But isn't it a very, like, condescending, like, why are you acting this way at lunch kind of thing? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. my poor, she's, she does the best she can. But it makes me laugh every time she does that. <laughs> Um, yeah, about would you feel better if I stayed and just vibed with you for a while? That helps so much. Like yes. people don't people oh, like yes. underestimate that. I'm like some like I just need to know someone's there. Like I just like especially since like my love language is spending time with me. <laughs> so so like I just need someone to be there. Like see, my love language just... is, is touch. So what I'll do is I'll literally uh-huh. I'll call my boyfriend like come over. I just want to cuddle and watch TV yeah. all day. Like that's all I want to do. Yeah, let's cuddle and watch King of the Hill and not think about anything else. And he's like, okay. <laughs> yeah, so I'm just like we don't have to talk about anything let's play stardew for five hours exactly that's what what my best friend and i do (laughs) like that's what we do and we're just like great quality time spent together see you tomorrow (laughs) i also have a really cool escape when um i'm in south carolina and my best friend lives in georgia so when i get like really really depressed i'll usually be like okay i'm going to georgia and i just go to her house like an hour and a half away for two days and just like Mm -hmm mess around and spend all my money and then I come back and I'm like okay I feel pretty I feel pretty good now <laughs> like everything is yeah. good now because I got away for a couple of days I'm about to go on vacation next month I'm so excited for it because I just felt like I needed I need after this semester I need some time for my brain to just like oh. which also brings me to my next point my next question um because you, you you mentioned going to school as well and I struggle with this a lot and I'm always interested to hear people's take on it so how did your symptoms of your mental illness uh, progress up until the point that you got treatments, like in school and your life and your personal relationships? Um, so it didn't really affect me um, school-wise in high school. I mean, it 
did, but it didn't like it. It affected me, but it didn't affect my schoolwork or anything. Um, mostly because I was an art student at like an art oriented high school, so I was already putting that energy into my art. But in college, like I didn't get diagnosed until my senior year, part one of college, uh, because I just like slowly went on this decline and where like I was failing classes and I was I was I graduated top I graduated seventh in my class of one of the top high schools in the country at the time and in high school and then my grades just I stopped going to class I stopped studying I just like I bought myself some time because after my sophomore year, I was like, I lost my scholarship and I couldn't afford to go to that school anymore. So I transferred and then I started over with a clean slate and things were good for a little while. And then things just started going downhill again. And, um, quick. Yeah. And then my senior year, my first semester, it was like a few weeks before the end of the semester and I just had a complete breakdown, just complete, could not do anything. And um, that's when I started seeing a um, psychologist on campus, which was the first time I had seen anyone this whole time. The first time I saw a psychologist. Um, and it was like literally three weeks before the end of the semester. I was just like, I can't do this anymore. And he was just like, go home, just go home, take time off. And, um, and, and like he worked with my professors so that I could finish everything from home. It was mostly papers at that point, um, in the semester, but like he worked with them so that I could, um, just do them and submit them, um, while I was home. And then I just dropped out. <laughs> I, I finished that semester and I didn't go back until I felt better and um the time off really really helped and um, I literally because just did also that. that's so funny because I literally <laughs> just did that last semester I had a full like breakdown and it was also money related too I couldn't afford to go anymore yeah um my whole first year I didn't have any psychiatric medication I like didn't have a psychiatrist or anything for the first time in like six years I didn't have any treatment for my mental illness mm -hmm. and so and I I have anxiety bipolar disorder ADHD as well and I it affects my school really really bad and yeah. so I just like failed all my classes and like stopped I stopped going I didn't actually fail them on it because I was trying them I was like trying mm -hmm. them I was literally just not going to class and so um I lost all of my like uh, financial aid um so I had to stop going to school for a semester and I had to work during that semester and then I had a full like I, again like I had a, a really really bad time like last December around Christmas time it's always really hard for me I think it is for a lot of people that experience depression like but uh Christmas time is always like a hard time for me and so um I just, I really had a rough time, like, this past December, and then I came back in January, and I am making straight A's now. I have A's on all of my classes for the first time since high school. Exactly. So, I took time off, and I actually, for the first time in my life, I got treatment for my bipolar disorder, and this was also, while, while I was home, this was when my mom finally started accepting that mental illness was a thing because my sister was dealing with anxiety and she's she's older than me and she was dealing with anxiety and my mom was like oh I guess this is a thing that exists I don't know um but she like never thought it was a problem until then but I was finally getting um I was finally taking meds for my bipolar disorder and at this point I didn't have anxiety that's later down the line but um but she was also like I think you might have ADHD. So she took she took me to another psychiatrist and uh, got me tested for that, which is my favorite story. Um, I never, I, I didn't get formally diagnosed with ADHD because the psychiatrist gave me a take home portion of the test, and I found it three years later when I was moving out. Oh my god. <laughs> So I was like, what was he thinking? But um, but yeah, so so like I got my shit together and I eventually went back to school and I made the dean's list every single semester. Um I actually I had to I had to take like 
two semesters, like a full year. And then I had to take some classes over the summer before I could graduate. I made the Dean's list like straight A's, like excelled in my classes. And at this point I was taking, because my professors um, the first semester saw like how well I was doing second semester, I was taking grad courses um, because you had to like get referred to them if you were an undergrad and my professors referred me to them because I was doing so well that like when I was a senior in college, I was taking grad courses because I was doing so well. I'm like, this is what life is like for other people. <laughs> like, That's what I was like, like when wow. I started on ADHD meds, I was like, is this how normal people think? Like not normal, but like, uh, what is the word? What is the word for it? Uh, neurotypical neurotypical people is this how neurotypical people think all the time like you can just Mm -hmm. pay attention to something like you could just think in your mind like hey i gotta do this and then you can do it that's a Mm -hmm. thing because i've always just been like if i can't if i don't want to do something i have a total breakdown if i don't want to do it like Mm -hmm. it's just not happening so yeah i have i have really bad problems with executive dysfunction so it's like i need to do the thing i want to do the thing okay let's do the thing and then I just sit there and don't do the thing, even though I need to do it. I want to do it. Everything in my brain is telling me to do it. That's what if it's literally if, if my brain says no, then it, the answer is no. Like, I'm yeah. sorry. That's just how it is. I've gotten to the point now where in school, what I'll do is the moment something gets assigned, I'll start working on it so that I'm not anxious about it for the next week. So it's just over with and done and I don't have to think about it. Um, but that's <laughs> I definitely feel yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. I've, Sorry, what were you going to say? Oh, no, I was just saying, yeah. Um, yeah, so I I, uh, I have to do everything, like, right when it's assigned, or I just have crazy anxiety about it for the whole week. So that's what I've been doing. And it's worked pretty well, but this is the first time since high school, because I've talked, I've talked about why I couldn't graduate high school before. Um, it was not mental health related. I got into a car accident, and I was in the hospital, and then I couldn't... I had my a broken arm and a broken leg and I was on pain meds 24-7 and then I had double jaw surgery the same year so I took so much medical leave from school that they were literally just like too bad we're kicking you out like <laughs> goodbye mm-hmm. so uh I was making straight A's I had a 97 in AP chemistry I was making straight A's and I got kicked out of my school my senior year and they were like you can either go back and redo the whole year or get your GED, and I was like, whatever, and I got my GED two weeks later, <laughs> and here I am now, I'm in college, and I'm doing well, but it, it was definitely a shock to me to get treatment, and, um, like, for my, my, my bipolar disorder and ADHD, and just, like, see how people can function without having them, like, that's crazy to yeah. me, like, the, the med- medicine I'm on right now is pretty heavy-duty medicine, <laughs> Because, mm-hmm. you know, like, when you have a really bad depressive, like, episode, they usually put you on some pretty heavy-duty meds. And so, um, I've been on them for, like, three or four months now, and I have not been, I'm the happiest I've been in my life. I'm like, and is this just how people are all the time? They can just be happy for okay. free? They're walking yeah. around being happy for free? Uh, yeah. So, one of the things, um, so I have ADHD. I have been diagnosed with ADHD, and I don't know if you've encountered this, but I... Every single psychiatrist I've seen will not treat me for ADHD um, because they're like, oh, well, sometimes it's just like sometimes bipolar disorder manifests as ADHD symptoms. And I'm just like, of all the times I've been on meds for bipolar disorder, it's never treated my ADHD. And they're just like, well, we don't want to mix things unless we're sure. I'm like, but. Like, you can have me on these meds for years and they won't do anything for my ADHD. And so that's, like, something I've been struggling with lately. Um, because, like, my bipolar disorder, like, like, it's it's pretty much under control. Like, it's very, well, it's very much under control. But, like, my ADHD is the thing I struggle with. And, like, I just, it's so frustrating. So I was actually, last year, um, in January... Um, I was, um, getting my shit together to, um, sorry, I know you like to keep this clean. Sorry. No, it's okay. It's totally fine. So, um, so that I could see an ADHD specialist because they're much more accepting of the fact that you're, might have ADHD. And then the pandemic hit and 
it's just been a year of me like I, I was gonna so do this lucky to find a psychiatrist a really good psychiatrist in the middle of the pandemic I only see him over like uh like phone calls and stuff yeah. I had the experience of not being able to get treated when I was younger. They were like, we don't want to put you on medicine. And what they tried mm-hmm. to do, and this is what they'll probably try to do when you finally get treatment. And it works for some people, did not work for me. When I first started getting treatment for ADHD, I was pretty young. They were like, we don't want to put you on Adderall, really, because that can be really damaging. Mm-hmm. Which I disagree with now, being somewhat <laughs> on Adderall. So, but they, they put me on Ritalin. Like, like, every type of Ritalin that they make. Ritalin makes me feel like a zombie. I don't, it's the worst feeling in the world. I can't describe it. It's like when you get so depressed that you start feeling numb. That's how it yeah. is. Times a hundred. Like your body even feels numb. Like everything just looks like a duller version of itself. It's awful. It's the worst feeling in the world. But then I've talked to people who were on it and they were like, I loved it. It worked perfectly for me. But it just, mm-hmm. it did not work for me. Yeah. So when I finally got on the medicine I'm on right now, which is a type of Adderall, it worked really, really well. Um, and I, but I only take when I need it. So like, uh, because my body, I don't know if you, if you relate to this and I don't know if it's just me and like my genetics, but like after I take a medicine for like a week, my body just absorbs it. It doesn't do anything anymore. (laughs) Like it literally just like absorbs the medicine and just like stops working. I don't know what that's about. Like, I don't know if it's because maybe I'm heavier or like, if it's just like my genetics, but I, when I take a medicine for like a really, for longer than a week, like it stops working. Like other than like antidepressant stuff, but like anxiety medicine and ADHD medicine and stuff. If I take it for longer than a week, it stops working. Um, I I've had that with other medicines with my epilepsy medicine. They just mm-hmm. like kept having to up the dose and up the dose and up the dose, <laughs> and then and then they would have to switch me to another medicine and start all over and keep upping it. Uh, yeah, so I've had that with another medicine, um, but not any of my psych meds. I've but, actually been on uh, um epilepsy medicine for my anxiety before and for my insomnia, and. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of sympathy for anyone that has to take them because they are really rough. They are rough. I had to take them at night. I got up and I had to pee in the middle of the night. They had me on clopramamine. I forget what it's called, but it's it's a it's an it's a seizure medicine. Like that's mm-hmm. what it's made for, and it's made for people with epilepsy. And so I took it and I got up in the middle of the night and I was walking to the bathroom. And I just fell straight on the floor. <laughs> like I got yeah. up and just fell. I never, I never had any issues. Maybe because, maybe it's because I am epileptic, so it's like working differently in my brain. Mm-hmm. Never had any issues except for the first one they tried to put me on. I had an allergic reaction and my throat swelled up. Oh no! We so learned, that wasn't fun. We just learned in my psychology class about something that was really interesting about um, about uh, people that ha- that experience seizures regularly. Mm-hmm. How you can actually sever both halves of the brain and still have a functioning brain. And it will, in most people, stop having seizures when you do that. It's like a medicine. It's called it's it's called like split brain something, but they literally sever the left and right cortex of your brain, and they just, and it's just like severed, and it stops it. I don't know what it is, but we learned about it in my psychology class, and I was like, that is fascinating. The only thing that it does is it makes it so that your left and right brain can't communicate with each other. So there are mm-hmm. very select few things that like, mm-hmm. uh, that like you can't do. Like if you like they um. Sorry, this is totally off topic. This is like not at all it's about. I just thought it was really interesting. <laughs> yeah, um, it it just all boils down to my brain is very very broken in all sorts of ways. Girl, me too. It is it is it is a struggle. But yeah, so like right now because of the pandemic, I do online visits with a psychiatrist, and she's great. I love her. Um, but my health insurance specifically won't treat adhd by virtual visits so that's what that's i'm stupid just, it really is Girl, i think it's because, some adderall i'm just kidding yeah. <laughs> i think it's because they're i think it's because they're like worried that people will abuse adderall and like fake it or yeah. whatever but i'm like but but there's people who actually need that um but. That's what I'm saying. They're like, we, we really don't want to give this to you. And I'm like, why? I have to have it. Like, 
But I've also had, like, I've had people in passing that have been like, hey, can I have one? And I'm like, are you fucking mm-hmm. kidding me? Like, excuse my language, but, like, are yeah. you kidding me? <laughs> like, excuse it's like, me? It's like, no, this is my prescription. Like, if I have I to have this. Some, if I give you some, I will run out before my insurance will cover <laughs> refilling it. I think it's uh, worth it, though, because ADHD medicine, it really, like, opened up a whole new world to me. Like, it's just, yeah. your brain just functions so different. And Ritalin works for a lot of people. I think it has less side effects for most people because Adderall's mm-hmm. pretty freaking harsh. It, like, makes you not want to eat. It makes it really hard to sleep. It has a lot of, like, pretty serious side effects. But, um, and obviously I'm not a doctor, so, like, don't, <laughs> don't yeah. take my advice, like, because I'm not a doctor at all. I'm just saying my personal experience with it. Um, that, the ADHD medicine did, like, open up my whole world. Like, it just, I just saw things so differently when I started taking it, because I was like, I can sit here and write an entire essay in, like, two hours and turn it in and get an A, and, like, I don't even have to worry about having a mental breakdown in the middle of it. It's, 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 it was so interesting to me when I finally got on out, because I feel like that's maybe just how neurotypical people think, like, neurotypical brains, I guess, just function like that all the time, for free? (laughs) You don't even have to pay for for it! I got a subscription! (laughs) Um, yeah. So that's just, like, one of the barriers where I've experienced, um, which how does, is really frustrating. How does that, how does your, your diagnosis or your di- diagnoses affect you, um, the most in your adult life now? Um, now it's just, like, I can't concentrate on anything. Like, so I used to be a librarian. It's my dream job. Um, I... You give me librarian vibes. Like very comfy, right. I, like very sweet. I get that like, all the time. Librarian, I, I, the librarians at my oh my gosh, did you just see that? <laughs> the no. librarians at my local libraries, library is so they're so sweet and just like kind and yeah. I don't know, they just have like a warmth to them. I feel like you have it. Yeah. So so I used to be a librarian, but here you need your masters in library and information sciences um, masters. And are you serious? You have to have a master's degree. You have to have a master's degree. Yeah, in most places. I just kind of lucked into my other job. Um, but it, but so hopefully I'm going to grad school for that starting in September. And it would really be great if I could get my ADHD under control by then. But yeah, so I used to I used to be a librarian. And um, like when I was working at the library, I read I literally read 100 books a year. Like I'm not exaggerating because I have it on my Goodreads account that I oh would my read God. 100 books a year. You now should give me like, some suggestions. I'm, I want to get into reading. Like, you need to give me some suggestions. Like, like now... I'm doing really good if I actually finish a book once a year. But but instead, I read like 50 pages of this book. I'm reading a lot of nonfiction now. I'm reading a lot of witchcraft books. So like I read 50 pages of this book, 100 pages of this, and then I put it down, never pick it up again, move on to another book. And that's just like how I do it now. When, so I never actually finish a book. When I was a kid... So. I would literally read like two books a week and now I'm mm-hmm. lucky if I read like two every three years. Like I just don't yeah. read anymore. I don't exactly. know what it is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so so that's like one of the ways that it really manifests. Plus like I am really, really terrible at like staying on task for my work jobs, but it's fine. It's fine because my supervisor actually has way worse ADHD than I really? do. So it, so she like she understands and like I'm like if I don't do this as soon as I get it, I will forget about it. I just realized today that I was giving a test like 2 weeks ago that I my supervisor was like she gave me like three tests at once because this is how her brain works. She remembered all these things that she wanted to me so she gave them all to me all at once and she's like don't rush through this one um don't rush to do this one because i know i gave you a bunch i worked on the other two and completely forgot about the last one i thought about it today during our team meeting and i was just like oh i need to do that i need to do that (laughs) because i didn't do it right away (laughs) i'm just like yeah, so so that's like one of the things. I have timers on my phone. I have a specific app to remind me to do stuff that's like because I realized that like if I set things to my alarm, I'll just like hit dismiss and like never do it. But so I have a different re- 
uh, reminder app to set like recurring things and sometimes and I can set for like certain days and everything um, but mostly yeah I forget to do things a lot and a lot of like a lot of executive dysfunction a lot like like I'm the worst <laughs> I'm the worst with litter boxes I have three cats and I and I like clean them but like a lot of the time like I see the reminder come up on my phone and I'm like yeah I'll do that later and then I just like forget until that's like that's how I feel morning. that's how like people text me and I text them back like a week later and I'm like I'm sorry I forgot that you texted me <laughs> I'm like, I'm really I literally did that um uh this weekend um so well first of all my friend my friend sent me a dm and it was like and they were like oh I never got back to you on this thing from like October and then and then I forgot that they sent me a dm and like three days later i was like oh look they they're at the top of my dm list <laughs> did they send me something so, i've like... literally i've been like uh managing this podcast and like getting guests on and like scheduling everything out and like setting everything up i'm so scattered everywhere like i have no well, idea what's going on i'm like i'm sorry um i don't know you know how long either. it took me to get back to you <laughs> so, it's a, i so felt so bad like i felt like i was being annoying i was like i don't want to like bother you all the time no. and stuff but i just keep remembering things and then i forget again no i i honestly tell my friends like if i forget this just just remind me just remind me over and over and over That's until, my like... poor boyfriend i torture him with that i'm like you've got to remind me this and you got to remind me like five times a day every single time he literally like last week he must have told me to call the doctor like 50 times just all mm -hmm. week i was like trying to I have my my Echo, my Amazon Echo, and uh, I'm not gonna say your name, girl. Don't worry. And she, um, I have reminders set on her all the time, like a to do list and reminders all the time because I just I forget. I just forget so fast. I don't. Know yeah, I is. have on my iPad. I literally have like a section on on uh, Good Notes. I have a section that's just for work and like the tasks I need to do, like. On Monday, the things I have to do weekly, the things I have to do daily, uh, the things I have to do monthly. And I know these are my tasks, but if I don't see them written down, I have to check every week. If I don't see them, I forget. And I'm just like, I know they're my tasks. I just forget to do them. I'm just like, yeah. That's how I feel. I especially in like a, a work setting like I was terrible in a work setting about it like I just I had to be reminded of everything like it was just terrible um I feel like in in, in my life at least I feel like uh I feel like ADHD affects like everything that I do because I'm on medicine for my bipolar disorder and I'm on medicine for ADHD too but like because I don't take it every day I still feel like it affects my everyday life so much like mm -hmm. it just and it affects your personality so much too. Like I, I don't know. It's it, I feel like that one is really the one that I still struggle with the most. Yeah, I I come off a lot more ditzy than I actually am. Like I feel that way too. I feel like, like people probably think that I'm like really out of it all the time. Like I feel like people think I'm dumb. But Me I'm too. Just like, like I'm not. I know a lot See, of though, stuff. I've, I've always <laughs> said though. Because I always ask questions. When I don't know about something, I ask questions. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to look dumb for a second. But, like, if you're so arrogant that you can't, like, admit that you don't know something, like, that's on you, not me. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I feel like I hate when people are, like, just uh, refuse to ask questions and, like, have to be an expert on everything. Like, that's such a pet peeve of mine. Like, it just yeah. bothers me. Like, okay, yeah, but... good for you. <laughs> Oh yeah, I'm I'm totally Ravenclaw personality where I just like want to know everything about everything and also cover myself in books. So <laughs> I think I'm a a, a Slither Claw. I think is what it's called a Slither and Ravenclaw. Yeah, that's what I think I tested. I, I I don't know what that says about me. I watched the Harry Potter movies. I did an acting class. I did an acting. Uh, what is it called? It was like a little. I don't know. It was like a camp almost. Um, and it was all Harry Potter themed and stuff, so we like all had wands and stuff. Mm -hmm. And uh, before it, I marathon watched every Harry Potter movie, and I don't remember anything about them. I don't remember <laughs> anything about them at all. But I'm a Ravenclaw Slytherin. That that's another way that my ADHD manifests is that I cannot sit through movies anymore. I, which is really funny because I, 
I can't watch movies, but I will like sit down and binge watch an entire TV show. Um, I and it's feel just like, that. <laughs> like movies are like so compacted that you have to pay attention yes. to everything. And then when you but, zone like, off for a minute, you come back and don't know what's going on anymore. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like TV shows, like they're they're slower. So like if you miss something, like and first of all, especially TV be- shows that are a new thing every episode. Those yeah. I love that. Yeah. Um, but like if it's if it's important it'll be picked up it'll be mentioned again but like otherwise it's not important <laughs> so so I'm just like yeah I can just watch shows like a lot but I cannot sit through a movie the only movies I can sit through are Lord of the Rings extended edition <laughs> I've never seen Lord of the Rings I've never ever seen Lord of the Rings it's just it's just really funny because I can't sit through a two hour movie, but I can sit through a four hour Lord of the Rings movie. Um, but also, but also, it's because like I've seen them a million times. Um, but um, but yeah, so I can I watch those all the time. And then the only other one I watch all the time is The Last Unicorn, which I was talking about in the Offbeat server today. I have probably literally seen it a thousand times at this point in my life um because i hyper fixated on it when i was a kid and watched it at least once a day every day usually all like, kids do that For some reason, kids always fixate on like one movie i don't know what yeah. it is but it's still my favorite movie so um so yeah i've i've watched it this is such I've, an I've... adhd thing but my favorite movie, and the only reason I like it is because it's so fast-paced and it keeps my attention. It's the only movie that can keep my attention the whole movie is Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. It is such an ADHD person's movie. Like, it literally yeah. is so, like, in your face and, like, stuff is constantly happening. I love it. It just makes my brain so happy to watch it. It's making me want to watch it right now. Um, and then, also, one thing I wanted to ask you. I know right now you're on a hiatus. But did your mental health affect you at all within the, the content creator realm? I think you're frozen. Oh no, you're frozen. I can't hear you. Let me disconnect and reconnect. Hello. Okay, I can Hello? hear you now. I can hear you. Okay. Woo! Discord just like just really just I don't know. down on it us. Just, also, just suddenly disconnected. Okay. I haven't. And now um... I see your camera. Oh, I haven't. <laughs> you see my good camera? No, still my bad camera. Oh uh, no, no. But uh, no. okay. So I forgot to you mention, said <laughs> uh, real quick. Oh. We are uh, no. Don't listen to stream elements. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about tipping me. Don't tip me. Please don't tip me. Oh, um, it's, it's it's so close. <laughs> turn your ca- camera off again because it's like it's dropping frames again. There. Okay. There you go. Um. So uh. Yeah. Look, that was instantly better. But um. So yeah. <laughs> we're raising money for um the Mental Health Foundation, which is a foundation that aims to raise awareness about mental health. It's in pounds for some reason. I don't know why, but uh, <laughs> I actually made it in pounds. But I um, noticed that. <laughs> but uh. It's it's a, a foundation. It's a nonprofit that um, basically their aim is to raise awareness about mental health and destigmatize the t- the subject, which is exactly what I'm trying to do with the show. So, um, mm-hmm. if you want to donate, there's the link or in my uh, my links below. Don't donate to me. Donate to the charity. Um, <laughs> I don't need donations. Just donate to the charity. Um, but if you're interested, there's the link. And I would just thought that I'd mention that we are raising money. Every episode, though, every episode of Finds All Kinds of Will be raising money for the Mental Health Foundation. Okay, now let's continue. Okay, so the last thing I heard was, I have a question for you. Okay, my question was, <laughs> did, I know you're on a hiatus right now, but did your mental mm-hmm. health affect you at all in your streaming career? Because I feel like mine affects me a lot with streaming. So it's actually, it's it's one of those things that for a really long time had a really good effect on me because like, so I had really, really, really bad anxiety. Um, I have social and general anxiety um, that manifested the last time I had like a big, 
big mental breakdown and I became a shut-in and didn't leave my didn't leave my house for a year and then I just got not used to interacting with people and um so so I developed anxiety about a lot of different things but um so um when I started streaming it was actually like it's actually been really really good for my anxiety um because I got used to like talking to people again and like interacting with people and like it just it honestly like it put me in a really good place mentally but also like my um my stream has always been a little centered around mental health because um I primarily stream Animal Crossing and that was a big part of my recovery um as I like it sounds superficial to some people but it like really really helped me um no, just like getting involved that like yeah getting involved in the community and also just like the calming vibes of the game and everything um but so so streaming that like I would often have conversations about like about mental health and about my my journey and everything so honestly it affected me like really positively um right now I'm on a hiatus just because I burned out um trying to trying to be more um like I was like trying to like grow my stream and also like do YouTube and do Instagram and be on Twitter all the time and like be there for my friends and not having time for myself like so I burned out pretty hard on that but it honestly like it didn't have it wasn't well I think the burnout was what like contributed to my mental health getting a little a little worse mm -hmm. um it was still like it wasn't that bad but like I think the burnout is like like I started having a lot of like negative self-talk and then like I took a hiatus and it like literally like went away overnight and I was just like oh oh okay maybe I should have taken this break a lot sooner um but then I was supposed to stream this Saturday because it was New Horizons um anniversary and I just had so much bad anxiety, like, starting the night before that I was just, like, crying for hours about it. And then I woke up the next morning and kept crying. And my my friend was like, you don't have to stream. I'm like, but I want See, to. I have experienced that <laughs> so... before, too. It's because, like, when I haven't streamed in a while, coming back to stream seems like such an event. And I'm like, so, yeah. like, I don't want people to like I don't know like I don't I, I it just is, it makes me nervous to come back to stream yeah. after being gone for a really long time I get so anxious about it and I'm like in my head I'm like I don't have to do this nobody's gonna force me to do this but, but I want to do it but I really don't want to do it at the same time yeah, and it's exactly. like it's really emotional yeah like I want to do it but I I I don't want to do it like it's it's a really weird feeling like I really <laughs> want to stream but like my brain doesn't want to stream <laughs> so like my heart wants to stream my brain does not want to stream and um and, but like eventually I was just like you know what I I can't do it and it's also like it's only been a month it's been less than a month since I've been on hiatus so I'm like clearly I'm not there yet I'm not in the mental state to come back to stream even for like a one-off stream yeah and and I'm okay with that because I will say like a lot like one of the things I'm good at in with regard to my uh, mental health is that I'm really good at recognizing and admitting that I'm not in a good place. Yeah. Um. So aside from burnout, thing. apparently. That's such aside a from burnout, thing, though, to be like to be like able to say, "Hey, I'm really mm -hmm. not feeling well." Like I remember I tweeted that one time. I was like, "Hey, you guys, like I'm really not feeling well. Like I'm probably not mm -hmm. gonna stream this week. Like I just can't do it." And even my my everything my Twitter is out of date. Whatever. I had to take a step back for me. Like I really just. Like, it's for school mm -hmm. and for my mental health and for everything, I had to take a step back. And it was just really powerful to, like, have that sort of thing where I'm like, I can say, like, hey, I'm not okay, you guys. Like, I just want you to know, yeah. like, I'll be okay. Just not right now. Like, I just need a little mm -hmm. bit. And, like, rebranding re mm -hmm. everything and, like, um, coming back to this podcast, I was 
like freaking out. I was legitimately so scared. I was like, I'm going to say something wrong. Like, I'm not going to be able to make people feel comfortable enough to talk about these experiences. Like, you know, it's my, my personality is like irritating to people and like blah, blah, blah. Like, it's just, I just was freaking out. And then I got mm-hmm. to the point where I was like, no, like, calm down. <laughs> Take a step back. You're fine. It's going to be fine. And uh, mm-hmm. and it was just, like, it, it was very powerful. But at, at the same time, I understand. It's just that anxiety that is surrounding, like, oh, my God, I, I'm coming back. And it's going to be this big thing. Yeah. Like, that's such a, it's so anxiety-inducing. Yeah. And I know, like, if I had streamed, it would have been fine. That Like, I know anxiety brain is not like reality right um because there are so many times where i've had really bad anxiety about a thing and i pushed through and did it and it was great it was not an issue um so like i know if i had streamed it would have been fine but i could not bring myself to it this one like this time in the future hopefully i will be able to but like i wasn't i wasn't there i wasn't ready to do it so um anxiety brain is mean I feel you because I really wanted to I had like this whole thing planned for New Horizons anniversary um like not just playing the game but like going through all our like predictions of leading up to the game of what we thought would be included and stuff I was gonna go through all of those and just like I was gonna have fun with it and then anxiety brain said no I literally have done that. This has happened so many times to me. I've done my makeup for stream. I've gotten... Also, by the way, guys, this uh, um, at this point, I'm going to go ahead and open up to any questions or comments. If you want to share any of your personal experiences or if you want to ask any questions, now would be the time. Um, but uh, I have done my, my makeup before. Like, full on done my makeup. Like, it takes me forever. Like, two hours to do my makeup. And... Um, gotten ready and sat down in front of the camera and just had a panic attack and taken all my makeup off and sat back in bed. Like I've done that so many freaking times because I'm like, I'm going to get get on. I'm not going to be entertaining enough. That's one thing. This is what affects me the most is when I'm depressed, I'm like, I'm not going to be entertaining enough because I'm depressed. And like, they're going to be able to feel my energy through the stream. And they're going to think like, oh, she's really like, she does not sound too good. (laughs) Like this is bumming me out. Yeah. I mean, my energy definitely translates to stream when i'm having like when i'm having a really bad mental day but also like my community is really supportive of that so like if i show up to if i like am clearly having a bad like mental day and i and i say that i'll usually say that in discord i'm like i just really need your support today in stream and everything like people will just show up and be really supportive so that's nice to see because anxiety brain says that they're not going to um and um and like but it's it's nice on the days i can push through it not that isn't every day um but on the days i can yeah on the days i can and i'm upfront about it um instead of people just like thinking oh she she's not like interested in actually being here kind of thing but um but on the days i'm like upfront about it um like it people have been supportive and that's really nice to see i feel that too i was really surprised how supportive everybody was when i when i came on was like hey i'm really not doing well like i was really surprised by how supportive my community my my little baby community was but um, yeah i thank you so much for being on We're, we're we're dangling right around an hour so um oh lumpy has a question how do you find ways to combat your anxiety um so I'll let you answer first, and then I'll answer. Okay. Um, honestly, that's still something um, I'm working on, um, because for so long, I just, I didn't recognize it. Like, I had I had a job that made me an- anxious every day for, like, two years, and I just, like, I was just like, oh, this is, this is totally normal that I throw up on the sidewalk when I'm walking home from my job every day right that's normal that's normal yeah that's totally normal so I'm just like I'm still like I'm still working with trying to deal with it um sometimes like honestly sometimes I power through because I know it's worth it to sometimes it's not and so I I don't um but also just like 
taking time to myself and like yes just like i i listen to music um i listen to my favorite band and um just like like honestly i'll just sit there or lay down and just like take time for myself and i know it's really uh, listen, cheesy but music. i feel like self-care has been huge for me with my anxiety other oh, yeah. than my anxiety medicine which also helps me a lot now but um i and i'm not ashamed of having to have medicine to get rid of my anxiety because mm-hmm. i have the past year i've had anxiety so bad that i'm just like shaking i'm like can't eat i can't move i'm like freaking out all day it's like a panic attack that lasts for hours and yeah. I, I have that going on for a while but i have medicine now and i also I, I'll take time out for myself. Like, if I, I won't leave things to the last minute anymore because that makes my anxiety crazy. So I get my school stuff out of the way as soon as it's as soon as soon it's um given to me. And then I take the rest of the week and I do what I want. I watch TV. I lay in bed. I find something to distract myself. I'll take my medicine and take a bath. I love taking, like, a nice bath, like a good bubble bath and, like, light some candles. And I'm such a Taurus, so this is, like, big Taurus energy, but, like, lighting a food-scented candle and, like, getting under a cozy blanket and just, like, closing my eyes and just, like, laying there. I do that a lot, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I found, like, if, if it's, like, really built up um, and I haven't had the opportunity to, like, take – to really deal with it um, – taking time off like deliberately taking time off like whether that's from stream and video making or taking time off from work um for me um just like deliberately taking time off to stop the world and just focus on me um and like you said like self-care self-care is so huge i know everybody says it and like twitter is so oh my god and they're like oh take a bath and it'll solve all your problems drink a bunch of water and your anxiety will go away and i'm like I don't think so, but thank you for that. <laughs> um, it's amazing. Like, I I know, like, it doesn't work for everyone, but it's amazing how much a shower will do for yes, me. Yes, especially sometimes... when I'm depressed, especially when yeah. I'm depressed. Sometimes, like, I don't feel like showering, and I just, like, I I just, I just sit there, like, I'm really, like, I can't stop crying. This actually, on Saturday, I was like, I can't stop crying about this anxiety about streaming and my friend was just like go take a shower <laughs> he knows me really well it's such a he huge like, thing yeah he was like go take a shower calm down see how you feel after the shower and like it did calm me down but it it calmed me down to have that clarity that yeah. like I that I shouldn't stream I get what you um, mean so like it didn't fix all the problems, but it calmed me down to have that clarity of mind. Because making um, decisions when you're in that state of mind is just so it's it's not good yeah. for anybody. Yeah, because I was just going back and forth. Like I want to stream, but I don't want to stream. I want to stream, but I don't want to stream. Like I was just going back and forth on that, and then like I literally took a shower. I was like I shouldn't stream. <laughs> so so um, that's like that's a big one for me. It just when like, I sit resets down in front my brain. of the camera, that's the first. That's when I know I'm like sometimes I'm like I just gotta take my makeup off and stop like i'm not doing this but um anyway we have a raid target you may know them they are the offbeats who's streaming currently on the offbeats channel Let um someone's see. doing tarot tonight um, tarot. who is it it's a uh, it's skylian skylian so tarot. let me do all the shout outs i'm such a slow typer is anybody else like a really slow typer because i'm really bad about it no, I type 120 words a minute because oh I learned from I learned from Mario teaches typing, which was like an amazing program to learn typing with. That like people are like, I've never heard of this. It it's amazing. You like if you press the right keys, you would jump up and hit the blocks and stuff. It was fun. I'm gonna do. Wait, let me see. I'm gonna make a prettier read command. <laughs> I need to update my emote. My emote still has purple hair. What is that about? You know what I mean? I I, I actually really miss having purple hair. Purple hair was like a good, it was a good phase for me. Also, on the subject of being on hiatus from stream, I really love that my last played, my last stream game was Animal Crossing Amiibo Festival, which is objectively the worst Animal Crossing game ever. Wait, really? And I was just like... 
Oh yeah, it's like it's a it's a spin-off and like everyone hates it. I'm like one of five fans of it. <laughs> but um but I I love it. It's it's um I mean, I love it for for what it is. It's definitely not like my top Animal Crossing game or anything, but like <laughs> I love it, and but then people see like my last stream Lumpy game, is I'm like, on top yeah. of it. Yes, check out Fuchsia. She is amazing, and she's the sweetest. She does not stream right now, but she is doing D and D every Saturday. Is it six p.m. or EST? Yeah, or, um, yeah, six p.m. Eastern. Yeah, um, on the Chaos Capers channel, which Lumpy just posted in chat. Yeah. So definitely check her out. She is great. Oh, you you definitely spelled your name wrong on the raid message. Did I? <laughs> Yeah. What did I say? Um, Elion. <laughs> Don't look at me. I'm embarrassed. It's fine. I'm misspelling you. All reposted the time it. And did you like, repost oh, it? Did you repost it? Make fun of me, or did you not realize too? Oh my gosh! Why? I also did the alphabets the other day. I accidentally typed alphabets when we were rating somebody, and everybody made fun of me for it. They were all like, ah, alphabets. And I was like, stop. This is hurtful. <laughs> this is bullying. Hang on. Alex Sion raid. But yeah, um, if you if you go to my Twitter, which is the same name, you'll, you'll get all my links. So Yes. Check her out on Twitter. I'm going to... Let me... I think... Wait. What? Oh my gosh. I have... Y'all, I'm the worst streamer ever. Don't follow me. <laughs> I'm the worst. Raid. Is the offbeats? It's the the offbeats. Offbeat. Not all caps. Oh my gosh! Can we calm down for a moment? <laughs> okay. And I also typed the as T J E. The offbeats. Okay. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for coming out tonight. I seriously appreciate it. And thank you, Fuchsia, for coming on as my first guest of the relaunched podcast. I really appreciate it. You were wonderful, and you were so nice to chat with. You have the best vibes ever. Um, um, no, you. No, you. <laughs> no, you. <laughs> um, but she is awesome. Go follow her on Twitter. She does D&D every Saturday at 6 p.m. EST on the Chaos Capers channel. Um, uh, but thank you guys so much for coming out tonight, and we're going to give the offbeats some love, so please go to the offbeats channel and give them lots of love. Um, the Skyland is streaming terror right now, it looks like, so give them all of the love. Um, but anyway, bye everybody! Good night! Bye!